0: TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always, always use your head. You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head.
1: All right, well, we're here at the Snake Pit. I'm Sin Bode. That's Lo Brown over there barking at some of our beginner students. And that's Jake the Snake over there barking at other students.
0: There he is over there somewhere.
1: I can't see where he is. You got He's him. barking you and got yelling. <laughs> so what we are here uh, to do at the Snake Pit is teach wrestling students from scratch and or advanced wrestlers that want to uh, figure out their devil in the details and uh, you know if they know how to do a moonsault and all that jazz and all sorts of fancy moves. We'll help you figure out what, where, why, who, and what, and what, and what, and what, and what, and when you think you know that much more, we'll show you a little bit more of what. And uh, as far as Fantasy Slam, which is in the same studios here, that is basically a fantasy uh, camp version of pro wrestling. So if you're a lawyer, a plumber, an astronaut, a doctor, a construction worker, somebody that's you a know, hardworking person that always loved uh, pro wrestling and uh, doesn't want to go train to be a pro wrestler, but would love to kind of kick being in the ring off of their bucket list and this is the place for you you know we'll treat you uh, very safely very respectfully we'll have a lot of fun tell you some road stories we'll show you some moves and uh and if you're uh, feeling frisky we'll have a match and we'll keep you super safe whilst we are having that match
2: let's expand on that a little bit that fantasy slam how how long is
1: it is it is it like a week long is it a couple of days Fantasy Slam is a three-day camp, and you come in uh, on the first two days. Me and Dila will do all the heavy lifting. We'll show you uh, safely what to do depending on what you are capable of doing. You know, we joke and say 18 to 81 is the age limit, so you can be totally, totally uh, many, many, many laps around the sun. You can be falling apart. We'll still keep you safe. If you're young and and you're feeling frisky, we'll do a little bit more with you. But either way, you know, you'll get to walk the walk, talk the talk, and be in the ring. And depending on what you're doing, uh-oh, I think there's yeah, a snake him. around the corner. There yeah, he is. He's going there right he for the
2: ear. Don't let him bite you.
1: Here. I'll let him pass you off to Jake. We'll, we'll, we'll all play hot potato with this phone here.
2: <laughs> oh, that sounds great. This is a disposable phone. <laughs> that's good. Hey, guy. We might the, have to get uh, rid of it after you get a hold of it, Jake.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> I'll doing what I want to do, man. I mean... In the snake pit, bro, teaching these young folks how to do something. So, so who are you taught? Who are you who you teaching tonight? Hell, probably my damn self, man. I learned something each time I come in here. I say you got. I was told by a very old wrestler one time: the day you quit learning, you should take your boots off, put them in a pile, and burn them, because <laughs> you should learn something every time you get out there in that ring. That's true, it's really. You know, you gotta you gotta gauge each person, and that's what I'm learning now. In teaching these young kids, sometimes you gotta slow it down, sometimes you gotta speed it up, sometimes you have to speak their language, which is really tough, you know, because you don't know exactly where their heads at. So, you know, all those years of wrestling and judging crowds, now I'm having to judge these young kids. And that's paying off man. but I'm having fun doing it. I think some of them are learning. We got some bright spots. We got some rough spots. We got some guys that want to be managers. Why? If that's what you want, I'll show you the best I can on how to do it. And that's all I'm here for, is to do my very best. You know, I mean, all those years, those guys taking the time to show me little things. It's the little things that make stars, man. It's not the big things. Anybody can get on top of a damn ladder and jump off yeah. on their head. I don't think a great wrestler takes a friggin' idiot. <laughs> Bottom line, is Jack, never mind. Okay. I, I want to teach these guys the right way to get the most bang out of what they're doing and make it look as real as possible. I still believe in real. I still believe in it's an exposure to the business when you give somebody three freaking clothes. Give me a break. If I give you three clotheslines, guess what? Neither one of us is tough. We're both pussies. We both shouldn't be annoying. That's just the way I feel, man. But we're doing this, you know. We we got the fantasy slam thing going on, which is really cool, man. We've had our first group of guys come through, and uh, they had the uh, the unbelievable experience of being in the ring with Ricky Steamboat. I speak from experience. There's no greater ride than riding with Ricky. It was was, was really nice. And uh, just to watch Ricky and watch Ricky touch these guys, it gave me a good feeling that I was part of that, making that happen. Even though I wasn't in the ring, I I was still part of the the equation, you know, and to, to give these guys an opportunity to be in the ring with me or Ricky Steamboat or dare I say it, even Animal the Road Warrior. (laughs) Okay. I said it. I didn't mean it, but I said it. There's a couple other guys that they're going to learn from, you know, and uh, facilitating that, man, is a great thing. I think that uh, in time we're going to be putting some people out of school into the squared circle in the big time. That's just what I believe. But the Fantasy Slam thing, man, that's for everybody. That's not... That's not for people training to be wrestlers. That's not even people that have that in their mind. This is for people that know that they're not ever going to get there, but they still want that experience of doing that interview, putting the gear on, cutting a promo, and getting in the ring with maybe one of their heroes, man, or somebody they respected and what they did. You know, and they can we put that all in in tapes and stuff. You know, and we tape it. Sin cuts it up all nice and pretty, makes it even look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> that comes from the two days of training that Sin Bodie and Delo put them through. They they spend a couple of days just getting a couple of holes in they can actually make look pretty decent, and then they have their match. Well, their match is not very much. But they're going to get those two holes in. They're going to get an experience, of a bricky steamboat shop, or Jake the Snake uh, short arm clothesline. Some of that stuff's going to hit home. They might even get a DDT, and dare I say it, I might even be obliged to put the damn snake on them. What oh. the hell? I might have to. I might
2: have to decline that. If I, am not doing that one.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you would. Okay, let me give you Delo, man. Hold on. All Here right. comes Delo. Thanks, Jake. By the way. Check yeah. my podcast out, man. Yeah, Jake the Steak. Yeah, he's got his own damn podcast, what's, man. What's the name of the podcast? Unleashed.
2: Say that. Unleashed. Say it again. I think we got cut off with the with the background.
0: Jake the Steak Roberts Unleashed, man. Awesome. Check it out. Jake the Snake.com. Jake the Steak, Roberts.com. You can find all the digits and gadgets you want, bro. Here he is, Sin Booty. Hey, buddy. He's back.
2: <laughs> all right so what do you think so far oh it's it's amazing i mean the, the experience that these guys are getting i'm sure i mean you got what over 30 plus years just with jake you know and then and you and dilo and another 17 20 years we, we did the calculations and it works out to 85 years even that's incredible you can't help what yeah. you can't ask for better than that then you got guys like Ricky Steamboat coming in I mean that guy was you know absolutely amazing in the ring He's one of the most smoothest in-ring competitors I, you can't learn from anybody better than than you guys
1: well you've got three different eras of WWE style wrestler yeah you know we've all that's true 80s 90s the,
2: and 2000s yep all,
1: <laughs> all different eras You know, we've all had different, very different careers, very different uh, inner workings within those careers, different matches within those careers, different different landscapes of the wrestling scene within those careers. So, you know, all of our uh, successes and all of our failures, you know, are learning tools for these students, you know, whether they're brand new or whether they're advanced, especially if they're advanced. And you
2: guys have seen, you know, you've been on the independent scenes, you've been in the majors with WWE and and TNA and everything, so you know all the different aspects of the businesses and the different styles that you see all over the world, and you get to teach those, teach that to
1: all these guys. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, I mean... On top of all three of us being super duper handsome, you know, we're very patient. <laughs> we really want to create a, a good working environment, you know, a safe working environment. And we're, you know, we really want to preach like the only dumb question is the question not asked. You know, uh, you know, we all came up in, in a, in gen- and even though our three generations were different, we still all kind of came up with a lot of fear. So it was a very aggressive way to learn in all three of our landscapes where we don't want to give them, you know, we, we don't want to tenderfoot anybody here, but at the same time, you know, we don't want to destroy anybody either. We don't want to scare them or, or overwhelm them. We want them to learn. And I always just, I think about the karate kid, man. No no bad students, just bad teachers. We want to show them the right way and, you know, how to conduct themselves and not be, you know, not stab each other in the back. And just, just learn psychology and learn how to work well with each other and make money together and make adventures together and make fans, you know, walk away happy. We want fans to spend their hard-earned money on Quality matches with quality wrestlers that know how to put on a quality show. Well, you yeah, and you can't be a great wrestler without having a great
2: partner to dance with. So you gotta you gotta Absolutely. work together in the ring.
1: Absolutely, it takes two to tango, and we really want to you know want to teach brotherhood as much as ring psychology. You know, there's a, there's a lot of shark infested waters out there, and you know we'll we'll teach you how to deal with that stuff. I mean, those are again part of our successes and part of our failures. You know, we have to learn a lot of hindsight. And we'll give that to these students here. Like they're under our protection. They're under our umbrella, and we'll teach them, you know, how to stay safe
2: both in the ring and backstage. So, so if these guys ever get out of line, do you, do you bust out the black belt and give them any uh, karate kicks or anything like that? <laughs> no,
1: no. they first off, they're not at that level yet. This class, <laughs> looking at today, is beginners. So, no, that would just would not be fair. But uh, they're, they're they're learning that you know if they do something wrong. That's a great learning tool. That mistake is a great learning tool. If they repeat that mistake, then there's some push-ups, maybe some squats. You know, I think Dilo may or may not have chopped a wrestler or two in here, you know. But for the most part, it's just as long as you're learning, we're happy. What kind of uh, what kind of training do they go through other than, you know, in the
2: ring? Do, they, do you guys make them, like, run laps outside in the 100-degree weather? Or...
1: Well... I mean, you know, their physical training is on their time. They're supposed to look at on their time and dime. You know, we're here to give them the mechanics and the psychology. It's up to them to, you know, chisel their bodies in the gym and so forth. And we actually have an on-site personal trainer. It is a pro wrestler. His name is Victor Vine. He was uh, spent a lot of time in OVW. Uh, he was an East Coast wrestler. But the great thing about him is he's 40, I believe, and he looks great. He's chiseled. He looks like a million bucks. And so he understands what it's like to be in shape at 20, at 30, 40, and do it while having a wrestling career, where a regular personal trainer might not know how to understand what you're going through as a pro wrestler physically. So Vic is a perfect person to help train here at the gym, get guys in their shape. <laughs> <Still> <laughs> I keep on getting a snake. Still uh, sneaking snake behind him. He's, yeah. he's
2: waiting to snap on you. you
1: Got to be careful of snakes. Turn you back over. While I get to, oh, Jake, Jake's adamant to stay at the ring there, so i want to stay here with you for a minute. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little <gasps> peek see right. Sorry, the screen is small, so I can't tell what you're, you're getting and who you're oh, getting. But no worries. I've seen some, I'm seeing some hip
2: tosses back and forth, some shoulder tackles.
1: Oh yeah, lots of good, lots of good stuff. Wrestling. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: So, so if the the trainees that come to your facility have to understand that it's they You guys are going to teach them in ring stuff, but there's a ton more that they're going to have to do outside the ring with staying in shape and different cardio and, and getting to the gym. There's, there's a ton of work that gets to have to get put into, to be a pro
1: wrestler. Absolutely, man. There's so much, this is being a wrestler is a 24, seven thing. You know, you got to eat right, go to the gym, you know, think about visually what your character is going to look like, you know, costuming and so forth. And, you know, just so many things, just studying promos, watching matches, like we sort of preach to these guys to study tape, not, not unlike a yeah. football player studies game tape. You know, you got to watch these things, not just while you're doing the dishes or petting your cat or texting. Like, you got to sit down and study the stuff. This is a, a, a sweet science, you know, and, and what we're teaching is what, what some of the old school guys would refer to as the lost art. You know, a lot of stuff that you don't see a whole lot of on WWE today or some of the modern shows. And we want to mix it with modern stuff. Like we're not so old that we have to say, back in my day, you know, we're very progressive and, and we understand that the wheel keeps moving forward. So I think to arm everybody with every aspect of this business, new and old, classic and progressive, and everywhere in between, I think that is our strength you've you mentioned I, how can, much... I can sum it up like bruce lee use anything everything is a weapon everything everything is a weapon and, and slow
2: down is the is everything uh, yeah. i get to i get to hear um you've you mentioned uh, ring attire and, and promos and stuff like that uh, you've had quite a different amount of characters through your time do you have any suggestions for people for what they should what kind of outfits they should wear and how their promos should go well, that
1: that's uh, it's a great question, but it's very open-ended because everybody should be unique. With me, I was always sin in some shape or form, uh, not unlike Undertaker coming to WWF back in the day. He he's always Undertaker, but he was a mortician, he was a cowboy, he was a biker, he was a devil, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And back to a back to a cowboy and all these things. So it was him just in different different shades and layers and versions and styles, and, uh, tastes. You know, so, so me as Sin, I've always been Sin, but you know, whether I was a spooky guy or a, a devil guy or a biker guy or a clown or, you know, circusy guy or what have you, it was always, you know, pretty scary, pretty daunting and, uh, you know, very colorful. I always believed in that. I love I love theatrics. I think, you know, if you want to see normal stuff, just tune into the news. If you want to watch superheroes and supervillains, tune into wrestling. You know, wrestling to me is a live-action version of the comic book whether you're a stone cold character or a boogeyman character you know some are maybe a little bit more outrageous than others but they're still caricatures of themselves creating
2: characters nonetheless i think that's one of the key things i I always take away is there's always got to be some element of yourself in that character it's it's somewhere because that's where
1: it truly hits you absolutely i am a legitimate circus strongman I was a carnival freak, carnival sideshow performer, whatever you want to call it, you know. So it is not a far cry to do what I do. I remember laughing the first time I ever met Brian Cage, you know, 100 years ago in Florida when we were both working for FCW, the developmental system for WWE, and I remember he came over and he was like, "Man, I love your gimmick." I, I looked at him as I was hanging upside down doing sit-ups in a gym with bare feet, with like green polished toenails and you know, bleach blonde hair and this and that and half a beard and whatever, whatever. And I just look at him and I just said, what,
0: what, what gimmick what do you mean? And
1: he just giggled. and goes, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and we've been kind of buddies ever since. So, so, you know, you should really adopt these things. Like Jake is Jake, the snake 24 seven, you know, and I don't know how healthy that can be, but I mean, in, in some ways I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable as sin than I am, you know, in real life as Nick, you know, just a guy named Nick. Why would you pay a ticket to see that? You know, like I don't want to watch I don't want to watch the Peter Parker movie. I want to watch the Spider-Man. Movie. That's right. That's kind of how. So uh,
2: about promos, do you guys you guys teach that at all at, at the at the academy there? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. We have on top of uh, the wrestling class, we have managers class, ballet, referees. You know, everything is important. I've done so many shows where they just stick a guy in stripes and he's a referee and he doesn't know much more than how to just stand there and be a decoration. Referees are pivotal in a wrestling match. A wrestling match between two guys is a three-way dance. Two opponents, one referee. The referee is important. He officiates, or else why is he there? If the ref doesn't give a shit, why should the wrestlers and why should the crowd? You know, if the bad guy is doing something dastardly to the good guy, the ref needs to intervene, and the villain needs to take that seriously so it conveys to the audience. You know, there's so many different layers. And then for managers, you know, what... You're not just showing up and just being in a snazzy suit and that's that. Like There's a ton of things to know, like Jim Cornette or Jimmy Hart or Luscious Johnny Valiant or Bobby Heenan, Freddie Blassie. All these guys, they don't just, Jim Mitchell, they don't just show up, stand there and look neat. They have a purpose. They're there to do something. They're there to get heat for their uh, their clients or whatever you want to call them, their wrestlers. You know, maybe if the wrestler's not overly great at doing a promo, the manager speaks for them. You know, there's a whole ton of different kind of reasons why a ballet or a referee or a manager or a ring official or what have you needs to know that they're doing and not just be a human decoration.
2: Sure. And you mentioned you mentioned some of the great managers that are out there. And if and then you said, you know, you got to watch the tapes of these kind of guys, especially if you're going to be a manager, because that is what they do. Yeah. They don't just stand there. They get the crowd into it. They, they draw the heat for the bad guy or even the good guy. You know, if they're on the good side, but they're they're working the whole time. They're standing by the ring.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, as a kid, I just wanted to destroy Jimmy Hart. I thought he was <laughs> such a big power that I wanted to shut that guy up and I couldn't stand him. And man, he was doing his job. Right. And as silly as it sounds later on, I grew up and now I'm in this wrestling business. I'm pretty good buddies with Jimmy Hart. In fact, <laughs> I'll, I'll name drop right now. Look at look at these lockers. Look at look at who decided to show up. Jimmy uh, look at Hart, that. there's Jimmy Hart. You know, so, so that kind of caliber of guys that are going to pop into this school and help out. Like we had Ricky Steamboat in here. We've had uh, Kikutaro. Lots of guys popping in here, helping out. Um, ah! This is an establishment for knowledge. And like I said, I mean, you'd have to be a fool not to take advantage of it if you have that opportunity. If you're close by, or if you wanted to make a trip to Vegas and make the best of it. Man, I would have killed for this
0: opportunity.
1: I have three different. You know, different levels of WWE guys, different eras of WWE guys, and the same roof every week at your disposal. Holy crap, you know, I would killed for that. Yeah, and how, how many days a
2: week are you guys doing this? Is it every day?
1: We have our, we have our, our normal classes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, 6 to 9, and then we do private lessons and other different, uh, you know, specialty classes and what have you. But as far as just our regular basic classes, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 6 to 9. And the the Fantasy Slam, how often is that? That depends on when we book. Um, That is a three-day camp, and there's usually about one a month, and we're going to try to get up to two a month, three a month. Right now, uh, we've had uh, Ricky Steamboat, our first – camp was with Ricky Steamboat. Our second camp is with Jake. That one's sold out already. We're looking for another camp with Jake. We've got two camps with Gangrel and Jimmy Hart that are already sold out. Actually, one of the one of the Gangrel ones is sold out and the other, there's room for another one. Uh, if you go to the website, which is fantasyslamprowrestling.com you can email and get all the information and you can also create your own camp. If you want to get in the ring with Hacksaw Jim Duggan or Boogeyman or Scott Hall or whomever, you know you sort of put in the request and we we price it out and let you know okay this is what we can do this is when it will be you know so forth we can have you know we can have scott hall in the end of uh, august we could have you know tommy dreamer in december it just depends you book the course and uh we set it up and we get to it that's pretty amazing I mean, that's yeah that's outstanding you can't you can't beat that Well, I mean, we figured we were just trying to figure out how we wanted to do this at the beginning. And the Ricky Steamboat Camp went phenomenally. It was so cool. And we, as wrestlers, are trying to do something unique with with the fans and give them that experience that has really never been done before. So we have to sort of work out the bugs and figure out well, what can we do? What can't we do? What's going to be, you know, entertaining. And I'll, we don't want to intimidate. We want people to, we want people to walk away feeling like John Wayne, not walking away, feel like some little, you know, Ichabod crane or something. We want to give people like that fantasy. Like if you, if you're paying to go play guitar with Gene Simmons or somebody like that, you know, you're going to do a rock and roll fantasy camp or a hockey fantasy camp and You know, Wayne Gretzky could still skate circles around the average bear, but he's there to make you feel good. He's there to, you know, you know, skate that puck with you up and down the ice and have some fun and give you some memories. That's exactly what this is. You know, like I was joking earlier, like whether you're 18 to 81, you know, we'll keep you safe. We'll have fun with you. And um, it's just we're very proud of being able to offer this new terrain. And I'd like to think we're all out of the box thinkers here, me and Jake and D'Lo and you know that's exactly what this is You know, guys like kevin sullivan and dr tom pritchard all these guys they're they're ready to go they love the idea and we're looking at fans looking up these camps to come in and do that
2: uh, it's, it's an amazing idea and how did you guys did you, did you just kind of kind of come up with three days as being the, the limit or would you think about expanding the days or is three days kind of enough for people to be in the ring and they might be pretty worn out after three days
1: yeah, we had to kind of figure what would what would the average bear be comfortable with? What would he enjoy? What could he physically take the days off of work to come to Vegas to do this and so forth? Uh, we figured three days simulates, you know, a three day class week for a wrestling school. So there's enough of that. Depending on how many people want to come in and do a certain camp, you know, we'll tailor it. And depending also on to like what star we have coming in, some guys can do more or less. Like we've got Gangrel coming in, and man, that guy's a workhorse. He is a big, scary, very fully yeah. functional vampire who will actually be super sweet to the fans and be super nice. And he's a great guy. And we wouldn't book anybody in here that wasn't going to be anything less than professional and polite and safe. Um, but you know, then there's other other legends. You know, certain guys that can't do you know what they could do back in the day, and they're they're there more for like the sports nostalgia of it, like. Can get in there and wring the arm of so-and-so or this or that you know we will have a lot of fun and figure out what you as the fan can do and what the superstar can do and what we can do together safely guys like me or d'lo gangrel you know even jake like he can he can go when he wants to go you know so it's really what the fan wants what the fan is capable of doing and we will deliver those dreams.
2: There you go. Uh, Jake mentioned yeah, when right. I was talking to him that he would uh, he'd be willing to give people a DDT and probably put the snake on him. And I don't.
1: That's one thing. <laughs> there's no way, there's no way I'm doing that one. <laughs> well, you know, hey, there's there's some some masochists out there that are probably itching, itching to get that done. I mean, right. it's, it's proof that camp yeah, sold out and another camp starting starting to fill up. So so we'll see how that all all goes. But I think too, like I mean. It might be kind of scary to stand across the ring from Road Warrior Animal. It might be better just to pose with him, get some face paint put on you, and wear the spikes and all that stuff. But yeah. you know, if it comes down to clotheslining him or you getting clotheslined oh. or what have you, I'm, I'm sure if, if, uh, if the fantasy camper is feeling frisky, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, if you're getting married and you're bringing your groomsman and your best man wants to know what worms taste like, we'll bring oh. Boogie Man. We'll make that happen. Let's not. Let's keep the boogeyman away. You there you have it. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. This—that's what this business is. It's a ton of fun. It is possibly the funnest thing in the galaxy. I don't know. You know, and we want to share it with with people that might not ever get a chance to do this otherwise. So I'm going to give you here. I'm going to give you the D-Lo while students are taking their water break and uh he can give you his two cents worth all right thanks
0: why should you visit the chairshot.com the chairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan the chairshot.com always use your head G-Lo.
3: what's up dog how are you
2: oh uh, awesome deal how you doing I can't complain. Well, let me get out of the ring here so I don't get stepped on. <laughs> I, was, I was the workout. Are you getting a hell of a workout in there while you're training these kids? Oh, you got to get a hell of a
3: workout in. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, got to do your work so they know you can still go.
2: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you guys can still go. Don't tell anybody, though. It's a secret. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. Up. We'll keep it on the D-low. It's on the D-low between right, you and good. me and nobody else. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's okay. Nobody listens anyway. <laughs>
3: All right, dogs. What's so, going
2: on? How you doing? Oh, doing awesome. It's it's absolutely incredible to talk to, talk to you. This is a, you know dream come true for me, man. I'll tell you. Uh, I appreciate it, man. My pleasure. You know, I you know as much as I'd love to talk, I'm sure you've talked to everybody about your career. Let's talk, why don't we talk about what you're doing right here with with uh, Fantasy Slam and, and the Snake Pit? Well, the Snake Pit is you know is our you
3: know obviously you've heard from Jake, you've heard from Sin. This is our uh, our little project here, our little school. We're trying to you know help. Give back to the business and, and create that next generation of, uh, of stars and superstars. So, I mean, we're trying to pass on our knowledge and, and, and try to do something productive with what we've learned over the years. Um, so, we've got, you know, in here, we've got various talent levels, ages, genders, you know, um, we don't discriminate in any way. If you can, if you want to be a star, you want to learn how to do this, we'll take you in and do our best to
2: teach you. That's pretty amazing. And are you, you there every day you guys have the, have the camp? I think it's a few days a week. Uh, the, the, the fantasy camp, that's not three the days camp, a week. Or not the fantasy camp, I mean, sorry, the snake the pit.
3: Yeah, the snake, the snake pit is open um, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, five days a week, and we run about three hours a night, and we, just, we do everything from the basics all the way up to um, promos, video study, um, ring psychology. We teach you all across the board everything.
2: Do they, uh, when you guys have the people in, do you guys split them up by their experience levels? The certain days have the certain experience guys in there so that yeah, way well, you're not kind of crossing over?
3: Absolutely right. We kind of separate for experience level until everybody gets caught up on the same page. And maybe sometimes when I'm in the ring with some guys and Sin will be on the floor teaching some basic fundamentals. Or, you know, if, if Sin's in the ring, then maybe I'm on the floor talking promo or something with talent. So we keep similar talent level and experience level together. And then as you mature and matriculate up, we, we move you into the class. So you teach, you, you teach promos too, yourself? Everything. You do, yeah? Yeah, so I'll, I'll teach promos, I'll teach interview techniques, everything. Anything you'll need to be
2: a professional wrestler, you'll learn here. What's the, what's the basic uh, starting point for if I wanted to cut a promo or anything? What would you, how would you recommend learning how to cut a good promo?
3: You need to know the basics and talk about who, the what, the where, and the why. If you learn those four things, the rest is just entertaining yourself, and just know the tie the story up. So you know who you're wrestling, when you're wrestling them, where you're wrestling them, and why. And if you get that in, that's the basic fundamental of any promo anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's a 20 minute promo or a two minute promo. That's the basics.
2: Do you uh, do you teach? I know you. Uh, Sin was talking about you guys teach managers and, and valets and stuff as well, and referees. Do you get do you for promos and stuff like that? Do you do you do anything different for guys who want to be managers to try and teach them a little different on how to get more heat or anything? Yeah, manager
3: promos a little different because you're putting someone else over and you're 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 really talking about two other individuals or in a tag team for other individuals. But yeah, you teach them how to get heat, how to talk, how to put their their prospective client over, um, how to build up or tear down their opponent. So yeah, you, you teach different techniques too. Depending on who they are,
2: I talked with Sin about. Uh, you know, we watch watch a lot of tape. You know, you need to, you need to go back and study and watch all the different types of things. And who who would you recommend to go back and watch for? You know, good for to be an in ring good wrestler and also for who makes good promos.
3: Um. See, I'm an old school guy. I'm an old NWA guy. So, you know, in ring work, I would say you know guys like the Rock and Roll Express are. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, those guys who really had good work rates. Um, I was just, you know, guys like that who had good technique, good work rate. Um, And then promos, you know, you got your flares, you've got your dusties, you know, guys who can tell a story um, on up to, you know, your Steve Austin's and even your John Cena's who can tell a story and convince you to leave your house and go out to the arena and go there live. And that's the art of the promos, to convince someone to leave their house and come watch you live so uh i would suggest going back and watching old nwa stuff that's just my that's what i grew up with
2: so i i noticed you didn't mention any Delo promos in there come on man uh D-Lo, D-Lo can't talk for crap oh you better recognize <laughs> come on Delo. <laughs> you better recognize <laughs> so um what do you got what, do, what do, if when you're in the ring with these guys is there like a main initial thing you kind of teach them on how to get started
3: um, I think I think in any wrestling school, no matter where it is, the first thing you learn is the the standard back bump. Uh, I think that's where you start. Um, that's one of the harder things to get past and learn, and it's initially one of the most painful. Um, and then once you go through your series of bumps, then it's you know maybe ropes or stuff like that. But initially, it's learning your uh, learning your way to, to to
2: bump you know safely. Sure, we got we have a local promotion here in, in Milwaukee called Bruce City Wrestling, and they started a Thumper's Den Wrestling Academy, and it's it's headed up by uh, the Beer City Bruiser from Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. and we we talked to him a lot, and he he mentions that that that's, you know, the first thing they teach is is how to how to take that bump that initial bump, and it hurts like hell. But once you take your first one, all the students say once you have to get past that first one, you feel a hell of a lot better.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a mental hurdle as well as you know a physical one, and yeah, it's the foundation of. Of any starting school and it's it's a hard thing to do um yeah. your innate fear of falling backwards um <laughs> it's not something that people want to do uh or like to do um but once you get past it once you get past the mental hurdle it um it goes by pretty easy and now uh you know i, I could probably pass you around any guys in a the school they don't even think about the back bump anymore it's just second nature now
2: yeah it's like riding a bike once you once you get past it you're good <laughs> you, know, yes. you can do it every time so, what's it like, uh, you know, you guys all together? You know, we—I think Sin mentioned eighty-seven years combined. I think you guys total. Uh, you know, you, yeah, Jake, and Sin. Uh, you know, how amazing is it to work all you guys to work together? It's so cool being around. First of all, being around friends
3: that you you've traveled the road with or ran into in locker rooms or various parts, someplace in the world. And then to bring it all together and then and, and once you start bouncing ideas off each other on what to do and how you start teaching, it's very cool how you're very similar with, you know, my teaching style is very similar to a Jake's teaching style and very similar to a Sin's teaching style. And it, it's amazing, amazing, amazing when you start brainstorming with each other.
2: It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've not been to anything like this in terms of a school. Well, and you guys got three three different decades of st- like styles and three different types of psychologies. I think between you guys, because you know, y'all three, you guys are very different in the ring. So, I mean, that that gives the students so much, so many different things to learn and different styles yeah. to take from. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah,
3: yeah it is. It is because you get the best of, of of multiple worlds, and you know, Jake has got he brings that old school, a lot of knowledge in and. You know sin and i are kind of you know sin's a little bit right after him but we're still that new era kind of thing and yeah it, it gives it gives the students a a whole different platform to go
2: from so talking about just real quick on your career did you have anybody that you love to wrestle against
3: uh my favorite of all would be xbox um he and i had had uh had great matches together. We had fun in the ring together. And, you know, I, I, could, I could wrestle him right now, and we'd probably have a good match. I was going to ask you, get him down to the, to the facility
2: there. You guys can have a match. I may have to drop a line to him and go, come on, Pac, come on down. Let's have fun. Come on, have him come down, teach the kids a couple moves, and then you guys have a little shoot match. Come on. Okay, you never know. We can sell tickets. Maybe we we'll put some butts in seats. Right? There Who knows? Go. I think you could. I could. You could easily fill that, especially in Las Vegas, man. Well, he's in. He's in much better shape than I am, so he might run me out of the ring. You <laughs> can do a couple laps outside. Maybe we'll get a couple squats. We we'll get your back. In oh, shape. Let me.
3: Let me start now. <laughs> Just
1: water. Yes.
3: But all right, all right, let me get back to teaching class here because. Uh, I got some kids who are uh, like eager time, to learn. Yeah, sounded Say like hi guys. back in
2: the ring. Hey, students. <laughs> we
3: got some kids eager to learn, so let me get back to uh, yeah. the torture and then back bumps. Oh, I'm sure they love it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> uh, yes, that's pretty much it is. Thank you, sir. May I have another? All right, my friend. Uh,
2: I appreciate thanks. it. Thanks, Dilo. Appreciate it.
1: Hey, buddy. Hey. (laughs) Welcome back. I'm happy to be back. (laughs) Happy to be back. Uh, So I hope we are uh, giving you a fun taste of our shenanigans. It's absolutely amazing. I I
2: can't imagine what it's like in there for the students to learn from you guys. The facility looks amazing, and they've got the best teachers they could ask for.
1: Well, this is a, you know, this is a new school, but it's funny, that it's, it's funny to say that it's a new school because the coaches do collectively have 85 years of <laughs> wrestling right. experience. So I think, you know, as we have new students, like brand new students coming in the doors and we have advanced wrestlers that are coming here to, you know, maybe correct uh, bad habits, learn psychology a lot of wrestlers there's a lot of there's a lot of decent schools out there that can mechanically show you what's up um sometimes there's some mistakes going on but we've had really advanced guys come in and do something and we're like you know that's mechanically wrong and they say well that's how we were taught and we would say well you were taught wrong <laughs> you know and we'd show them something better we wouldn't like talk crap about it we would just say hey try moving your arm here or doing this or doing that and they're like oh my gosh that feels so much better that feels so much safer like ta-da! <laughs> Five years
2: <laughs> opens the light. Do you guys get a lot? Do you, get, do you ever get guys that are like, kind of, bigger names on the independent scenes or anything that that come in just because they they need some help with with working on different moves and sets?
1: Yeah, we we are quite uh, familiar with bending the year of you know, up and coming guys, guys that are just really getting their groove, you know, that are starting to be indie darlings and they're learning how to get over and stuff. And those are the eager guys that have that initiative and they pick the brains of any road guy that will listen, you know, and I, I always tell young guys in any locker room that I go to, whether I'm in Vegas or Cal, you know, LA, wherever Memphis, Cincinnati, you name it. San Juan, wherever I am, I tell these guys man, every time a road guy comes into that locker room pick their brain until they tell you to go away, you know, like soak up that knowledge and they do and I'm happy to talk to any younger dude or even just even I, I end up talking to advanced guys and they're like oh, I never thought of it like that, man how'd you think of that well, you know when you're a student of Jake the Snake and Dr. Tom and Al Snow and Dusty Rhodes, man, I think you can't help but, you know, get a little bit of knowledge by osmosis or something, right you know, it's gotta rub off on you just a little yeah, bit.
2: Yeah, even yeah, if you if you don't you waste it all you wasting your time. I mean, you you gotta learn every time you get an opportunity to talk to guys like that. We have a, a local promotion here that brings in a lot of Ring of Honor stars and when we talk to the indie guys that wrestle there and they say, Yeah, every any time one of those guys is is here, I sit there and, and talk their ear off to learn everything I can because that's the way to learn the best. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I mean that's what I did back in the day. I mean, I remember having you know, guys giggle and finally be like, all right, kid, that's enough knowledge for you. Get out of here, you know, <laughs> your Barry Windham's or your Jerry Lawler's or, you know, Rock and Roll Express, so to speak. You know, all these guys, Steiner Brothers, Road Warrior Hawk was super cool, you know. I mean, I wrestled him and, man, I, I wrestled him and I, I think I'd been in bar fights that hurt less than wrestling Road Warrior <laughs> Hawk. He'll have some cool stuff to tell you, you know, and he meant well. He's a great, great dude backstage. Oh, he just geez. brought his shit in the ring, you know. Um, yes but learning from those guys and feeling what it was like to be in there with those guys. And, you know, I've been in guy in the ring with guys that are feather light and I've been in there with guys that hit like a ton of bricks, you know, so I know what I want from my worker. I know what I want to give to my worker and I pride myself on being very safe. And I'd rather you lay it in and make it look good, but you know, I'd much prefer us to, you know, do some moving art for sure. And that's the way I like to teach, but I'm not also going to teach people how to be tenderfoot and, you know, not expect to not get hit. I mean, this is wrestling, not ballet, as they say.
2: How do you go about, um, I've, I've heard different styles of when you get in the ring and, and you want to tell your story about the different moves you're going to do in the ring. Do you, do you call it all in the ring? Do you like to lay out certain things beforehand? What's your technique? What's your style on that?
1: I like to accommodate whoever I'm in the ring with. So if they're comfortable, I'm cool. That's how I roll. You know, if you want to talk about everything, nothing, something, or anything in between,
0: I'm your huckleberry.
1: I think explaining something that is maybe complicated and potentially dangerous, I think, you know, that's always a safe bet. Just just being a little bit on the same page, but then going out there and feeling it. Like, as far as you'll hear... Me or Jake or Delo all say, you know, we think, we think and we think and we think and we're, you know, out and about. We're doing our groceries. We're in the shower. We're getting our oil change. We're making sweet love. We're doing whatever it is. And we're still thinking about wrestling, thinking, thinking, thinking about spots, about psychology, about promos, about character, about this, about this, about this, about that, about that, about that. Once we get in the ring,
0: we feel what we thought.
2: Nice. And you There's said, nothing... it's, yeah, it's a 24-hour, it's a 24-7 job. You got you got, You're always yeah. thinking about it.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, your imagination is a wonderful thing. And once you trigger it to the point of being a psychologist, an in-ring psychologist, man, it's as much of a curse as a, as a blessing. If you can't turn it off, even if you want to. Like, I'm a pretty straight edge guy. You know, I like the odd glass of red wine once or twice, three times a year. You know, I'm every other other blue moon. But my drugs and alcohol are movies, and television shows, because it's the only time I can zone out and not think. Like, I'll think about spots and promos in my sleep. I'm running errands, thinking about spots, thinking about this, that, in my sleep. Like, I'll wake up tired from having thought too much. I can't turn it off. the, The hamster on my wheel is perpetually blown up. You know, so that's how I escape watching a movie or a TV show. Like if I get home after a long day and I look at my girl, I'm like,
0: gotta watch TV.
1: <laughs> I'm Jones and TV. And she just gets out of the way and it'll assess me turn on the TV. And I, you know, Netflix my way into oblivion. That's how I rest, you know? So as a, a wrestler's wrestler, as an old road hooker, as we would say, um, my brain is always on. So I can't help it, you know? And so if we can, if we can very good D. if we can, uh, you know, teach people how to think, how to feel in that ring, then man, their, their choices and move sets and so forth. is going to be infinitesimal.
2: What's your favorite, uh, go to Netflix movie or TV show? What do you,
1: what do you watch? Fringe. I'm a fringe guy, fringe blacklist. Uh, I like Dexter back in the day. Um, lots of stuff. I just watched American gods, which was phenomenal. Pretty damn awesome. Really? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, my fiction is angels and devils, uh, just anything kind of on that, on that fringe, so to speak. I love Supernatural. I think that's playful and clever. You know, it's a little bit silly, but it's interesting. I love Leverage, kind of the modern-day A-team, I think. That, that was a, a fun show for me. Um, and I love superhero movies. I'm a big nerd for superhero movies. I'm a big character guy, is what I am, like. You know, when I was a little kid, I was, I was stuck in a rural house uh, quite a bit by myself, and I had my face in a comic book or watching wrestling on TV, and you know, that was my that was kind of my world. So, uh, growing up, I still probably that little kid sitting in in my house alone, you know, watching wrestling, reading a comic book. That's sort of what I bring to the wrestling. League, right? Guys like Jake will tell me that I'm, you know, so out of the box and so ahead of my time. You know, I'm just a giant child with a fun imagination. And I, and I think too, I think I'm going to die poor because I think that's what it means when somebody says you're ahead of time. I think it just means I'm destined to be a, to be uh you know, not reap the benefits of my, my life story after yeah. I'm long gone.
2: People, people, people appreciate it in 20 years after you're 20 years after you're gone. That's for...
1: Right. Well, it's funny too, because like, I mean, like you're asking about advanced guys that, you know, picked our brain over the years. I mean, you know, like, I won't say that I created the whole thing, but I had a pretty heavy dent in creating the Bray Wyatt character, you know. So there's uh, there's guys that I've helped create backstage that people wouldn't realize that, you know, me and Eric Young helped create Crazy Steve. Um, helped break in a ton of guys in the ring, like Axa Curtis and uh, Jack Swagger, just so many other dudes, you know, guys that I helped had their first matches. You know, I probably had Swagger's first chunk of matches and he was you know he was always a big boy and he was always tough as nails you know amateur wrestler and stuff but having pro wrestling matches with a guy that has so much strength and technique but not knowing what to do with it you know that's a challenge for a trainer and uh, take guys like Swagger for a spin because guys like Dr. Tom or Dusty Rhodes will trust me with them they would trust me to be patient trust me to teach them so forth so I've done accolades of the, the, the accolades from in the shadows of helping break in a lot of these guys or create these guys. You know, Ray Wyatt's fictional finishing move, for Abigail, yeah. is actually from my legit life. That is a shoot story for me. I remember him asking why I, I called my butterfly DDT Tallulabelle. And I said I named it for my uh, miscarried sister, Sarah. I a fictional name because I didn't want to you know, upset my mom. So I named it for the dumbest name I can think of, which was Bruce Willis's kid, which was Tallulabelle. <laughs> but essentially, my move was named after Sarah. I was originally going to call it "The Knight's Sarah. And Ray Wyatt, uh, Husky Harris, Windham Rotundo, whatever you want to call him, asked me at the time, why would you do that? Why would you name that? And I said, because her, like my opponent, wants to take that move. They're not getting up. And he thought, oh, my God, that's so stiff. That's so harsh. And next thing you know, Abigail. That's pretty amazing.
2: <laughs> We've got uh, PC Tony dialed in here. That's uh, my
1: partner here. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm good. I didn't agree to talk to this guy. I got to get to teach class. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I've ruined
2: the whole thing. And that,
1: and that about wraps it up. <laughs> yeah, you killed and- our momentum. We got <laughs> to go. Signing out.
2: Uh, God damn it. I did it again. They called me the cooler for a reason.
1: <laughs> Podcast killer. Town killer. Right. Have How you, you doing, man?
2: A, have you guys talked at all about the wrestling school yet? We're... we're,
1: we're yes. We're for, for a few minutes. We've been live in color uh, from live training session here. So yes, we are. Uh, we are talking about the school, and I believe Jake uh, was talking in depthly about fantasy slam as well. I do believe I heard out of the corner of my heard out of the corner of my ear. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but my psychology is better in the ring. We than understand that, that last sentence.
2: Well, I'm just going to let DPP continue here, and I'll uh, I'll just jump in when I got a, a good question for you, then, because I'm I'm not really sure what you guys have been, uh, what kind of topics you've been on, but we do appreciate you guys coming on, and we know you guys got good stuff going on out there.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, man.
2: I had to, I had to drop uh, I had to drop him. He's uh, he's ruining our buzz, man. man.
1: You're all good. I should get uh, rolling because we got to get into the ring. Um, I've snuck. Uh, from not being in the ring till until now. So we should uh, should get to it. You we'll have some steady uh, constant updates on how these students are coming and about new camps and, and so forth that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, if we can get you back and, and you know we'll, we'll get you on and we can keep talking about how everything's going and, and what camps you got coming up and you know obviously they're selling out quickly. so you know if there's more stuff people want to know and, and who's coming up that you're going to have that they can sign up for. We can certainly talk Absol- about that. Um, you know, and you could you could hear the guys
1: smashing behind me.
2: <laughs> yeah, say and go give D'Lo a break, or you know, give him a hip toss out of the ring or something. Let him go get some water. I know.
1: It's all it's all good, but yeah, we've got a lot of a <laughs> of great uh, guys ready to go. Road Warrior Animal, Kevin Sullivan, Hacksaw, uh, Scott Hall, just a ton of dudes. We've got Gangrel and Jimmy Hart. Uh, those camps are almost full. But I think there's a spot or two left. Um, we're aiming at about six people per camp because we want to keep a, the experience intimate. Um, the next J camp in August has a couple spots open. The one in uh, June, or sorry, the one in July is uh, is full up. Um, but if you just go to FantasySlamProWrestling.com, and you can uh, email in for any details. And again, you can create your own camp. If you want to get two or three or four buddies together, and you say, hey, we want to get Scott Hall. Or, hey, we want to get... And you can pick whoever you want, you know. And between me and Jake and Dilo, we pretty much know everybody in this business. So it's nothing for us to call up. It was funny, like when I f- was first doing this, in our, our one business guy who is not a wrestler at all. He was our silent partner and our, our business you know, administrator. And he was like, hey, what do you think i would be like about what do you think about getting Scott Hall? And we had a couple calls about Scott Hall. And I said, here, let me find out. And I called Scott Hall. And he's like, holy crap,
0: you have Scott Hall's
1: phone number? Like, yes,
0: yes I do.
2: Yeah. Yes, I, I I don't know if you have, know this, but I was a wrestler.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like I you know, I kinda of know stuff. I know, yeah. you know, my, you got some, just, I get some friends. Yeah. yeah. So I mean the camaraderie will be evident the fans will have fun and again if you're a fan and you want to live your dream you know pro wrestling fantasy camp and fantasy slam is the way to go and if you're a wrestler whether you're a beginner or you're an advanced and you want to you know fine tune what you're doing you want to stand up and not just be another guy on another show doing a bunch of stuff if you want to be you as opposed to a bunch of the others then give us a shout come on down we'll uh, help you out we'll see what you got and we'll tweak and twist and and poke and prod and make you uh into the best version of yourself
2: sounds awesome so before we let you get into the ring and teach these kids is there anything you want to plug twitter facebook um, where they could find you or dlo or or jake i know he mentioned his podcast um you you mentioned for for uh the snake pit pro wrestling and fantasy camp so uh, is there anything else facebook twitter that you want to you want to throw out there
1: yeah, again, I'll give you the, the website for Fantasy Slam is Fantasyslam Pro On Twitter it is Fantasy Slam. On Facebook it is Fantasy Slam. And uh, for the Snake Pit, it's Snake Pit L V on Twitter. And on Facebook it is the Snake Pit Pro Wrestling Academy. But you can find all of that info on any of uh, our individual Twitters on my Twitter, DLO's Jake's. Jake is Jake Snake DDT. D'Lo's is D'Lo Brown, 75, and mine is Sin Bodhi. S-I-N-N, Bodie like the tree.
2: Awesome. It was, uh, you know, an absolute pleasure to talk to you guys. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll – hopefully we'll have you back on as, as you get a few months down the road or something maybe, and we can learn how everything is going and, uh, you know.
1: That would be out. awesome. I would love
2: to, love to give you a progress report on yeah. the Snake Pit and the Fantasy Slam. That would be lovely. I don't, I don't think we could get enough if you, the more, the, the more often you call the better.
1: <laughs> well, and you know what too, it's funny. Like, as like as we were talking earlier and, and we, we all travel, we all do take our bookings and what have you. And, uh, every locker room across the land, you know, guys bend our ear and ask us tips and advice. And they're like, holy crap. We never thought of it like that. Holy crap. This is awesome. Holy crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah. You know? So if, you're a wrestler and you want to learn from us. You know, we take our bookings out and about, but if you want to get, you know, a three-day camp or a month-long camp with us, if you want to take private lessons, you want to take one-on-ones, you know, whatever the case is, like, we will hook you up and we will make sure you walk out of here with the knowledge that you need and deserve.
2: That is that is the place to be, right? Las Vegas, Snake Pit.
1: Uh, hey, man, what, what a great place to come train. It's not like... You know, I trained in the in the frigid cold originally. You know, I could see the light of my breath. Uh, I could see the, the 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 pipes would have been leaky if it wasn't for the ice holding the drips against the wall. <laughs> well, here it's beautiful Las Vegas. The amenities are brand new. The facility is awesome. You're basically training in a palace. It's gorgeous. Uh, I can't. I, I couldn't have asked for a better place to training so did, you know what well, again whether you want to live your dreams as a fantasy camper or whether you want to follow your dreams as a pro wrestler man this place is awesome
2: nice did you train up in canada is that where you originally, I
1: originally trained uh the same school as edge and christian uh i trained with uh ron hutchinson originally that's where i learned my first like mechanics and then i hit the road and then i learned under jake and al snow dr tom dusty Rhodes, and uh i was lucky because you know, I looked like a big, scary guy. I was a big, scary wow. guy. I was flashy. I didn't just look like a glass jaw guy to be fed to a name, but I was still just a, you know, cheapy, no know, nothing, of- you know, body to put in there with some name guys. So for some promoter somewhere, didn't have to pay for two name guys. So I would the benefits of being in there with, you know, the Greg Valentine's rock and roll expresses and King Kong Bundy's and Steiner Brothers and Road Warriors and just the list goes on and on and on so I mean I just soaked up that knowledge like a sponge
2: yeah I learned the I hard mean, way kind of
1: yeah I mean I was I was quite normal until I wrestled Dino Brown a few times and he hit me with a steel chair really hard and I think that's when I maybe got a screw loose you know, so maybe it's all his fault or maybe it's all Jake's fault for being you know that 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 sadistic kind of a character I don't know but it's a lot of what I've done is probably a lot of Dino and Jake's fault
2: well, it would be interesting to see you guys in a you know triple threat match there one of these days in in the Snake Pit.
1: Well, that see sounds, comes out that sounds top. good. <laughs> to book that. Yeah, let's make it I, happen. Absolutely, absolutely. But if I don't uh, if I don't see everybody listening to this podcast on a wrestling show somewhere soon, I will hopefully see you guys at the Snake Pit or the Fantasy yeah. Camp. Sounds awesome. All right, I'm going to go hop in the so. ring. So, Sinbodi, your Warlord of Weird. Over and out. <laughs>